Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. All right, ready to go? Ready to go. Conrad, how's it going? Good, good. Adam, thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me here. This is my first podcast, I guess. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How does it feel? Yeah, I'm always on the receiving end. (laughs) (laughs) You can let me know how it is after. Um, But thanks thanks for filling out the form and picking a question. So... The question you chose was, what things do you consider basic necessities in today's world? So I'll start off by asking you that question. Yeah, uh, well, I guess a lot of this stuff is um, quite obvious, but as humans, we we have basic needs, right? Um, Right. um, uh, But I feel like these needs are kind of expanding these days. You know, one of the most obvious things would be just food, water, shelter, things like that. Uh, but I feel like um, things like internet, for example, just access to the internet. I mean, you and me, you know, like we take it for granted, but uh, it's not available maybe for free everywhere. You know, I feel like it should be some somewhat of a commodity that's just kind of available to everybody by default and not something that's um, still um, something you have to pay for necessarily. And why do you consider it a necessity? Um, Because, you know, most of the things um, these days that you want to do, like build payments, banking, um, just the basic... Create a resume for a job. Exactly. Like like just the basic functions of life uh, require that, right? Like you kind of expect it to do it, you know, to... uh, I mean, no one really sends... posted mail nowadays, right? So I mean, email or, um, you know, finding a job or doing it just like anything like that is, uh, uh, internet would be, uh, I, f- I feel like, um, one of those basic things we'd need. Um, you and know. Do you think like free internet in the library, is that enough to satisfy the necessity? Or do you think like even it should be like free, uh, Free home internet. Yeah, I feel like it should be more like water. You know what I mean? Right. You shouldn't um, have to go somewhere to get it. Yeah, you know, like a basic version um, that is not necessarily Netflix compatible, let's say, but um, it still would let you do uh, the basic stuff, like even filing your taxes or, you know, filling out forms, things that you are required to do. Yeah. Um, just to have that, you know, I feel like that would be a, a basic, um, basic need and uh, society that we have today. I mean, versus 50 years ago, probably wouldn't be considered that. Um, but today, I feel times are changing, right? So, right. Any yeah. any other things that you thought about? Maybe yeah. like maybe this should be a necessity. Yeah. So um, I feel like we should have um, some basic income. I feel like a lot of problems that we see um, as far as crime goes, poverty, um, that's, uh, I feel, an indirect result of um, income inequality. So, so young kids growing up in disadvantaged 
uh, households would not have access to, let's say, uh, the uh, things that uh, you and me would take for granted, right? So a family struggling to to just get by, pay for food and, and shelter and things like that, uh, might not necessarily have um, resources to to be able to afford, for example, a higher education. So that becomes like a roadblock down the road, right? Um, so in a sense, you know, basic income would probably be a thing that uh, um, would help to 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 alleviate some of those issues that then um, originate from from I, I feel originate from that from the inequality. You know, I agree. So enough to cover like a basic income enough to cover food, clothing, shelter, internet. Now you're saying maybe higher education should be considered a necessity because if not, you're disadvantaged. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, like for example, like Canada where we are, um, you know, education is not exactly free pass high school. Right. right? Um, you, it's uh, not, right? Yeah, it's not. I mean, you pay, you pay for college and a lot of times uh, you for universities um, and a lot of times when you come out of uh, these schools, you end up with a giant debt or, um, you know, I know there's things like OSAP, uh, I had it, um, and, uh, and and that puts uh, young people um, right out of school in a position of having to pay off a lot of stuff. When that, you know, all over the world we see examples like my, my home country, Poland, you know, where, I, uh, where I'm originally from, um, higher education is free. Uh, so there are countries where, you know, tax dollars pay for stuff like that. Um, so uh, I'm not saying we should hike our taxes tomorrow and pay for this stuff uh, from you know from from a common bucket. You know, um, uh, but you know there are possibilities like that, and that would lead um, in the long run, I feel, to a uh, better future for everybody, right? Because higher education. Then translates to to uh, better uh, work opportunity for um, uh, for these people who who have that, um, and then uh, you alleviate a host of other issues that may may happen. Just like you know crime, right? I mean, if you look at the demographics there, these are people usually you know these areas where um, they're kind of in a disadvantaged position, right? Um, because of the lack of education. So is there is there less inequality in like these European countries where they have like higher education as a free? Yeah, free I, I'd say I'd say um, I'd say um, as far as inequality, I mean, uh, there's a whole more a whole lot more opportunity for people with ambition to actually. Um, successfully pursue um, higher education. So if you have the will and you want, you're willing to put in the work, um, education is available and, and you can do it. Yeah. Versus here, you know, I mean, no matter how much um, ambition you might have or time spent, um, you might just not be able to pay for what you, what you need, right? So. So, so the opportunities are there uh, for, for, for young people. And even I've heard of cases where um, people from North America, like, like the U.S., um, travel to, to Europe, to, to Poland, for example, 
just to get their degree in medicine, right? right? There, obviously, that needs to then be accredited over here, um, but uh, but they get that education, right? And and so 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 obviously, as far as income potential, um, you know, is concerned, if you, you have a, a much higher, you know, earning uh, power uh, with a degree, right? So, like, what are your views, or like, what would you say to someone who says? Okay, the U.S. has a lot of income inequality right now, mm-hmm. um, but it's like one of the engines for growth in the world in terms of like a lot of startups and innovations happen in the U.S. And like, what would you say to someone who says this is because of capitalism versus equality is great, but um, throughout history, like communist type um, mm. economies haven't haven't done well. Right, so like, and, and I, I don't, I don't feel like, um, like this view that I'm presenting here necessarily um, denies the the idea that capitalism works because it does. Uh, and I'm not advocating communism. I just feel uh, like the baseline uh, should be higher. Fair. Um, so, um, you know, when it comes to capitalism, I feel it works because incentives work. Um, people like to be rewarded for what they do and if they uh, work hard and have great ideas and pursue these um, ventures and that that in the end pays off for them then that's great you know if that was not there you know uh, how would you be motivating people again so um, so I don't feel like these two ideas are a conflict you know I, yeah, I agree. Uh, like, I guess my question is, or like what I think about is, I agree that it seems good to raise the baseline mm-hmm. and like include higher education, for instance, but doesn't it feel like people who have more money will always, they're going to have other advantages like the ability to hire a tutor or uh, pay for premium uh, like SAT prep or pay for their kids to go on like development trips around the world to get good experience or Adderall yeah or whatever (laughs) and so like I I agree with you like it seems good to raise the baseline but I feel like it's always going to be like you're going to want to keep increasing the baseline yeah okay Um, well you know and I'm not saying that everyone should have all the Adderall they want, they need and they want, <laughs> and all the tutoring. Uh, but at the end of the day, a lot of these, a lot of these things might sound like um, they're extra. They're not uh, necessarily. Uh, maybe they're like more like perks um, uh, rather than uh, you know a super advantageous um, something that will create an unfair advantage. Because in a way, what you're saying is. There's, people with the money will have uh, an unfair advantage, or rather, well, they have a head start, right? If you have start. money to pay for higher education here, you have yeah. a high, uh, you have a head start over absolutely a, a kid whose parents can't afford to send them to university. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, in a way, I, I don't, I don't feel like that um, will ever go away right. um, under like a capitalist like uh, economy, right? Yeah, like, that's not yeah. the way. Right? Yeah. Because um, you always have a situation where um, 
some people have more than others, right? And access to things that others might not, uh, like, for example, therapies. You know, um, uh, when it comes to healthcare, yeah. right? and which, you know, you, you might, uh, uh, you or me might become sick and we might have the resources to actually um, uh, cover the costs of actually getting well. Uh, but uh, there are people that might not have, uh, you know, especially this problem isn't so, you know, um, uh, sort of in your face here in Canada because we do have access to the, to, to the basic health care and, and all of that. But in the U.S., uh, they rely on insurance, private insurance, right? Right. So, what, so are, what are your thoughts on health care uh, as being a necessity? Um, and, like, I guess you can take it to different de- degrees. Like, yeah. Canada, like you said, has way more free healthcare than the US but still sure. still limitations like uh, like if you have back pain and you need like a massage therapist or a chiropractor that's not covered here right and like dentistries like having a dentist uh, is pretty critical to health yeah, yeah. good health but those aren't covered so I don't know yeah. what do you think <laughs> what do you think um, uh, I don't expect the answer. Look, just I, I just feel like a lot of the, these types of things, um, these types of issues are, um, you know, they, 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 they look and sound simple on the surface, but at the, um, um, you know, um, beyond the, beneath the surface, they're much more complex. I yeah. feel like uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, just simply uh, the allocation of uh, resources. So the government's tax people and uh, they have certain budgets and they create these budgets um, and how they allocate money um, uh, would be the question, right? So if a lot of money goes into, for example, uh, national defense um, and uh, only a very small portion of that money you know, gets, to go, gets to go to healthcare, uh, then you're going to see that. Uh, you know, you can only do so much with what you have, right? So if there's not a whole lot of um, funds available for these uh, uh, institutions, then, uh, then then you're gonna have that limit, right? So I feel like it has to do with uh, allocation and the budgeting also, right? Yeah. Um, um, at that level. So aside from allocating money in different ways with like the current level of taxation, mm-hmm. in thinking about like, Generally speaking, if you want more basic necessities covered, you have to increase taxes just at the highest level. I guess, like, what are your thoughts on taxing? Tax, just taxing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like tax rates, ver- the trade-off yeah. between um, more equality right. and that. But it, the flip side is it reduces incentives to create wealth. Right. Um, so... So there's a lot of the tax codes are huge and very complex, right? And very very difficult to for average person to fully uh, or even partially understand. But at the the basic level, um, there's something called capital gains um, uh, taxes, which um, which are paid on uh, appreciation of capital. Right. So um, that tax is, uh, from what I understand, pretty low. And a lot of super wealthy like that the wealthy elite, let's just use that word, uh, doesn't uh, um, you know necessarily make uh, personal income. Um, they usually 
uh, a, lot, a lot of that income uh, is uh, derived from capital gains. And so, uh, t- you know, you could talk about increasing the tax brackets and, you know, the, the taxation uh, for the rich. But, but unless the capital gains are, you know, <laughs> looked at, where so bulk of the money is, is, is generated through capital gains, gains um, you know, you're not really adequately taxing the elites uh, with, um, and I mean, the word adequately is a relative, you know, it's just a point of view. I mean, uh, some people would say zero income tax and very low taxes and uh, um, argue from that, from that end. But, you know, I feel like since we are on the same planet, we are sharing the same, 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 same set of, set of resources. We're kind of all in this together, so we can't just conveniently skip that part, you know, and 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 um, and say, um, you know, what's mine is mine, and don't touch, you know. Um, so, like, let's say, like, you did increase capital gains ta- taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you? How do you think through the trade-off between, so you have more money now for services, mm-hmm. but incentives to innovate are, are now lower, right? Um, incentives to innovate. Um, like, like I have less incentive now to be an entrepreneur if, mm-hmm. if the amount, like whatever I produce, mm-hmm. if, it, if, if more of it's going to be taken away from me. Right. Don't I have less incentive to, um, to do that? Well, capital gains taxes are actually uh, extremely low in comparison to, to, to personal or corporate taxes. Um, so, uh, so you'd have to look at it, re- you know, in relative terms, right? And I mean, if you let's just say have um, uh, ten million or a hundred million dollars, if you're one of the elites, right, and you have that money. Uh, just sitting there uh, in a basic uh, investment account that doesn't have to be risky at all, you're, you're accruing more than enough uh, from interest alone never to have to worry about working. Um, so, um, and then w- what that means is your money's working for you, basically, right? Um, but you, at the same time, um, you're not contributing a, a whole lot uh, at that point, well, your money is allocated there, and maybe it helps, you know, through through that channel. But um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to gener- wealth generation for you, you may be you're not really taxed a whole lot com- in comparison to the people that are actually working, right, and who um, have to use the same services as you, right. So we all pay the same for, let's say, parking in front of this building. Or for the same cup of coffee, uh, but our incomes are not the same, right? Um, uh, you you know, uh, let's say these types of people would only spend a fraction of uh, what they uh, make on these types of resources, right? So they get to keep a whole lot more, and that occurs more interest, and so 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 the the gap between. Uh, the poor and the rich, uh, or haves and ha- have have nots, uh, grows. Right? It's just a very natural process. Um, it, 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 it is um, been shown to grow um, 
historically, and there are statistics to support that, and it's just um, growing larger and larger uh, every year, right? So, um, so you just end up with uh, with a situation where um, very few have access to the resources, um, and 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 uh, and many don't, right? Um, so I don't think the answers are simple. I don't think uh, playing Robin Hood is a, is, a, is necessarily the answer. Um, but people like Warren Buffett, right, um, uh, who make you know uh, incredible amounts of money and, and wealth, uh, argue for higher taxation. Um, uh, you know, so um, they themselves, some of them, feel like like the system is not uh, really fair. Uh, for everybody, right? Fair, fair. Some some wealthy people uh, argue for higher taxation, but general, maybe I'm generalizing, maybe I'm wrong, but I would my my view is that on average, wealthier people advocate for less taxes. Yeah, I mean, of course, um, less taxes means you pay less, right? <laughs> you get to keep more and. Uh, um, it is in the interest of the lower and middle class to argue for um, for for higher taxes for the rich, because then you end up with a larger amount of money, and you know uh, uh, that the society at large can then distribute into services uh, for everyone, right? Um, so, but I don't feel like the problem itself is going to go away. Um, the, the, the people with uh, access to these types of resources have ways of, of, of dealing with that um, that uh, uh, we don't, you know. Um, and so I don't think that problem will ever really go away. Um, I, I feel like we should maybe find other ways for pe- to incentivize uh, people other than just pure, um, you know, uh, um, you know, monetary reward, right? Um, and we always think in terms of, in terms of money, right? Yeah. Um, maybe there are other ways to incentivize um, people uh, behavior and 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 uh, um, as find solutions in other ways to to some of these problems, um, rather than just. You know, uh, redistribution of money or or, or wealth, right? Um, so, what? So, what countries are the most? What countries uh, have the the largest view of like the largest bucket of basic necessities? Is it is it the like European and Scandi- Scandinavian? Yeah, so there are countries, and I think there's a documentary. It must be on Netflix. I'm sure if you may have seen it, but but there are. Do you know what it's called? I don't think uh, I've seen it. No. Um, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm gonna send you a link to it. Okay. Uh, I've seen it a while ago, and it actually goes over a few European countries, um, and if they take the angle of employment of uh, how people. Um, you know the employment conditions, basic income, for example, like w- what the minimum wage is, uh, what uh, type of um, uh, benefits, work benefits, how much vacation time. A lot of times uh, in in North America, we have a situation where people are being exploited a little bit, right? 
by because simply because there's no um, uh, no choice uh, or freedom for for the person to really go work anywhere else. For example, like Walmart, um, right. uh, people talk about you know um, being paid uh, very little, being overworked, and you know and so forth, right? Um, so um, the documentary that I'm talking about shows uh, sort of the working conditions in some of these European countries where um, you know people are happy with if they if they need to go to Matley, for example, uh, they they get that time off, uh, maybe some benefits as well. Yeah. Um, um, the amount of time that they get uh, for these things is also uh, much longer. You know, sometimes it's months, right, uh, of the year. Um, so, um, so, so yeah, there is a difference, and um, I think it has to do with the way that you know the society is being viewed, how we're all kind of in it together, um, rather than the very individualistic um, viewpoint. Which I'm not arguing against. I mean, it's also useful, right? Obviously, right? No, I I agree. Like the idea of like communism, it seems it seems great to me. Like in that everyone is equal. Like because I I don't know. I have the view that like people who are very well off mm-hmm. generally they're well off because they they were they had fortunate circumstances that led them to generally speaking, like you said. Like they, they might, they're more likely to have had wealthier parents, parents right? Um, or yeah, so a lot of things are outside of their control. So to your point, I think it's, I think it's a great idea that everyone is equal and has the same, the same, same opportunities. Right. I, I'm not saying I'm not. I, what I'm, I'm, not I'm not arguing for communism by any by any stretch of imagination here. Um, because I feel so what's like, what's wrong with communism? Uh, what's wrong with communism? Um, well, okay. So so the idea the idea of having basic needs met and having sort of uh, equalized opportunities about around education and uh, and respectable um, work conditions. Uh, I don't feel like that necessarily uh, means we need to turn to communist to, to communism. Uh, so what's, um, what's wrong? With what, what is actually wrong with it? I mean, there's there's a whole lot of um, things that I believe are wrong with a communist the communist system. Um, you know, the, in any system where things are freely given and resources are sort of available. Uh, you may be um, creating a scenario where where people will abuse it, right? So people will um, try to take advantage of a situation where where they feel that the th- things are just being handed over to them, and they don't really have to do much or anything at all. Uh, to you know, they can just coast. In other words, there's no incentive. You're removing the incentive. And through the, through the act of removing of the incentives, you've uh, you know they're just becoming lazy and not really doing anything and not really having any, any uh, reason to do anything because everything is handed to them, right? And it's sort of like the same thing with uh, with the spoiled children that grow up, you know, in a, in a household that everything is given to them. They, they they get used to the idea and they really do nothing, right? So there's no so 
Isn't that the argument against like universal basic income and stuff like that? Um, and then also, I agreed with what you said earlier about like mm-hmm. we should have a view that it's about the community and not just the individual, and right. we should care mm-hmm. about our collective well-being and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that feels like well, I'm not community I'm not... like communism, right? Like it's like. Yeah, I, I mean, um, it, last thing. Sorry, last thing I'll say is like, shouldn't like shouldn't we be able to have like even if things are equal, even if I know that if I create like something an invention that helps the entire world, mm. like shouldn't that be enough of an incentive for me? Like versus me like reaping the rewards and being wealthier than everyone else. Like, shouldn't that be enough of a motivator that I'm able to help everyone? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, look, if, uh, I mean, uh, people, you know, when it comes down to it, people do things for multitudes of different reasons. But one of the basic things that we might all agree on is that we like to get things that we like. And I mean, there are, you know, great things out there that, that cost money, right? You might want to have a nice home for you and your family. Uh, you might want to uh, buy a car or go on a vacation and uh, have certain things that only money can buy. And so removing, saying that, saying that you're going to put in all this work and do it just for the intrinsic reward of having something, um, you know, cre- create something that uh, benefits the society, you know, alone might not actually be enough of an incentive for you. Um, you know, so um, what I'm saying as far as the basic income goes, or, or basic needs rather, is we should all have uh, a baseline of, of some sort. Uh, where no one is really worried about whether um, I'm not going to get sick and, and, and maybe die uh, or uh, I'm not going to, you know, have something to put on my table, um, you know, a month from now, right? So, so you, when you're alleviating some of the stress, stresses of having um, those basic needs met, then that leaves people, I think, with a, a little more of a relaxed attitude and um, uh, and then and then uh, gives them the ability to maybe put some money away, and uh, and pursue those things that they might want to pursue, right? So uh, you know, um, so I'm you know, I'm not trying to take an extreme on on this. Uh, what if like a very real thing now is like gene editing is is coming around, which is like which? like. Gene editing. So oh, like, gene editing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, what if in a future world, ten years from now, right? If I'm very wealthy, I'm able to like edit my child's genes before they're born, so that they have advantages. They are smarter than a natural mm-hmm. natural child. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're more athletic, wow. so they're more likely to be like uh, a, a professional athlete and make lots mm-hmm. of money. I guess what I'm going, what I'm trying to get to is, it seems like to me, even if you make certain things basic necessities, mm-hmm. under this like capitalist model, 
the wealthiest people will always still have advantages mm-hmm. that will um, give them an advantage over um, people who aren't as wealthy, even if you increase the baseline. Like, for instance, in this future world, the family that is all... Um, they're not, they, they've been edited to be smarter. Mm-hmm. The people who don't have the money for that, they, they have no chance of catching up. Um, okay, so it's a hypothetical, right? And, and we're talking yes, about an but, advantage yeah. um, and that might be created from uh, being able to manipulate your genes or your child's genes, right? It's hypothetical, um, but it's coming. Like we talked about Neuralink and the ability to have like a brain-computer interface. Right. Uh, you're right. It is still hypothetical and it's not in market yet but right right um so as far as like okay um it really depends i mean i mean we've all seen these superhero movies where you have people with special abilities or mutants who can do things that that other people i'm not talking about like you know shooting flames out of your hands and stuff like that but you know being able to um perform Intellectually, for example, um, yeah, it could you know if you can turn a gene on that lets you do that. Uh, I'm not sure how far we are from from this type of stuff happening and being real, but I mean it is it is already happening in a way like I've mentioned Adderall there right for for a second. I mean like like that 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 is being used by students. Uh, who can afford to get it and who can get the prescription to get um, to ace the tests, right? Because you can sit down and over the f- course of, you know, six hours, cram half uh, uh, your physics book in one evening and then, you know, ace the test and, and, and do it that way um, And then you, versus someone who, who doesn't have access to these things, right? So you can already see the, uh, a little bit of a... Um, taste of the type of thing um so i thought of an example that's a lot less out there than like yeah. gene editing but like <laughs> let's say in canada you made uh higher education free so you had yeah. you had universities yeah. and colleges that were free for everyone yeah that'd be great well wouldn't wouldn't there just wouldn't you see uh, people make private universities and colleges like there would be private schools that are for pay, and mm-hmm. because we are in a a capitalist world, they would be able to attract the top talent professors, and uh, you you would have wealthy people going to these schools that are providing a better education than the free sure. public sure. universities. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure that would happen. I mean, it's already happening in a way where you know with. Uh, um, a ner- like nurses, for example, they come out of uh, nursing colleges here, and you know I've heard these three nurses the other day at a coffee shop. That we were chatting; they were all graduates and um, headed into uh, a workforce. They looked uh, at uh, some opportunities. All of them were looking at the U.S., looking at moving to Hawaii, <laughs> uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania, or something like that. To but you know, I asked them why is it that you don't want to stay in Canada and go and go work here, uh, and it it was a question of money, obviously, right? So so they get much better uh, pay down there, and uh, so it's uh, uh, 
you know, so people will naturally do what is in their best interest. Um, you can't stop that, but uh, that doesn't remove the advantage uh, that, uh, you know, um, free um, higher education would um, create for everyone here, right? Um, I mean, you're just this way. You're just really investing in 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 in, in the future of the country, um, because who ends up really being here? I mean, we are getting a lot of immigration, right? And it's pretty vetted, right? Um, but you know, eventually, I feel like um, we should we should provide maximum amount of opportunity for young people to 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 study and and. Not have to worry about um, working two jobs and studying at the same time, and uh, still, have, you know, being able to have a life, so to speak. Um, and uh, you know, so I, I feel like we do have a whole lot of resources in this country to make something like that happen. Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, it happens in other places on the planet, and it, it's not like you know they're. Um, Suffering um, because of that. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, any other things you want to touch on? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel like we touched on a few things for sure. Uh, I like the idea of uh, gene editing. I mean, like, <laughs> I, you know, that's just because of the kind of guy I'm into tech and uh, technology. Always fascinated me, and I feel like. Uh, um, that's our future, obviously, so we have to think about these things. Be cool to, you know, uh, push your IQ up 50 points or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, why not, you know? Uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I don't know if I don't. I mean, I have, probably have to think about it a little more. Yeah. There are, I'm sure, some, some cases where um, this could be... I mean, definitely some concerns. Yeah, I mean, there's concerns about AI going out of control, you know. Right. Um, um, but uh, as far as unfair advantages go, I mean, I mean, I don't think life is fair to begin with. I, the best we can do really is to to try to make things a little more equal for everybody. And 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 when you, you say know, life isn't fair to begin with, what do you what do you mean by that? Well, we're not, you know, from the day we're born, I guess. It never really is uh, fair because we're born into different situations, different circumstances. So that's why I keep going back to like communism and like we describe it as a problem and I agree it is a problem that mm -hmm. people are born into worse, worse financial situations than others which puts them at a major disadvantage that's almost impossible to catch up to. It seems like if you can solve the incentive piece around communism – Mm -hmm. it should be a good thing if you okay um, and that's why I was trying to get to when I think about what motivates people to start companies and stuff today mm -hmm. I think part of it is they want to help people part of it is like you said they want the financial benefit they want to make money but when I think about why they want to make money um like I've seen a lot of studies um, 
that show that like beyond a certain income, pretty much when your basic necessities are met, there's no real correlation between money and happiness. Yeah. It's up for debate, but this is what some of the studies are showing. Mm -hmm. And like when you look at wealthy people and what they're doing with millions or billions of dollars, they're buying things that are signals of status. So Mm -hmm. I would just like they're buying expensive watches and cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So where I'm going with this is even under a a communist society, shouldn't I still have incentive to create things for the sake of still helping people? Right. And two, even if I don't get to to keep that wealth, Mm -hmm. I get that status. Like if I'm the person that cures cancer, Mm-hmm. In a communist society, that's still I still have that status, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if that's what really people desire innately, then mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I haven't thought a whole lot about communism, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I haven't like read a ton on you know his, that, the history of it. Yeah. Um, well, well, few few things actually showing up in my mind here now. Um, one of the things is incentives, right? Like. Why are people really doing things? I think money is a means to getting things that we, we might want, right? Uh, so we want money, all right? So because it translates to, to, to fulfilling those requirements. Um, but then there's obviously that intrinsic value of fulfilling some sort of, like a gratification. Like I had this project that you know, I have two two little animals in my in my uh, apartment. They're sugar gliders, right? I had a cage for them. It's kind of small. What are they? Yeah. Sugar gliders. Sugar gliders. They they live in. Um, uh, they're native. That's the name of the animal. In, yeah, sugar gliders. They jump. They're about a hundred grams each. They're like they kind of look like squirrels, but they're not squirrels. I have a membrane that runs uh, between their legs and uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and their, and their uh, hands, I guess. <laughs> um, the you have yeah. you have yeah, them. They are used I have, to. Have them. I have to. I have them. The, they're marsupials. I, I have them, uh, and uh, yeah, they're fantastic. Two, two little female uh, female sugar gliders. Fantastic animals. Um, I never heard of it. Yeah. Anyway, I they're have so cute. Yeah, they're super cute. Oh and my when they god! Jump, you know, I have pictures with them. Uh, you see, so I had this cage for them. Um, uh, it was about this size, and you know they lived in this cage. It was a pretty sizable cage, but I felt like they didn't have enough space, right? right. So I, I thought up a project where I built this terrarium, a massive terrarium. I, I pick up, I picked up a, um, an industrial shelving unit and I turned it into a terrarium. I put flowers and plants inside. This is in your uh, apartment. It's in my apartment right now. It's about four and a half feet wide and maybe eighteen inches deep. About six feet tall. It's uh, can it's I can I see these sugar gliders someday? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. You're welcome to come over <laughs> and see them. And you know, uh, they they live in the terrarium now. But that uh, terrarium took me about a week uh, to create. It was uh, you know a completely a uh, conceptual idea that I you know I came up with this thing. Um, I thought initially of just having a, a single. So, so some place to, that I could uh, leave them with the plant because they like the plant, and then it turned into a whole terrarium idea. But see, what motivated me to to do it is because I cared about these these little animals, right? So when you break down this whole 
project, which is actually successful because the terrarium turned out to be a, 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 you know, they love it, right? They, there's a bunch of plants in there and they have lots of room to run around. Super happy. I installed like a sound system where there's like, uh, I play off of YouTube, um, <laughs> um, jungle at night, you know, so it's jungle sounds at night to hear like crickets and all kinds of different jungle animals. <laughs> and it's part of the terrarium. They have these lights that dim and kind of makes it look like a a little jungle. This is part. crazy. Anyway, I, but man, I gotta see. This. You gotta see it. You're welcome to come. I, uh, <laughs> you know, so um, anyway, uh, so I got this terrarium going on. Um, but the project itself, what incentivized me to do it is because I care about these little things. I thought, where would these things feel like they're at home, right? So, uh, <laughs> so isn't this going to my point, which was you, you had incentive yeah. to create this thing for the, sake of for, it. Yeah. for the sake of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wanted to see them happy. I wanted to, uh, you know, and, and that created in turn um, this requirement. And, and I put the project together in my mind and kind of uh, went shopping for different parts and solved different problems. It wasn't all easy. You know, I had to tear it down a couple of times and then put it back up. Uh, so, so it was just like a regular project, you know, it goes through its phases and, and I brought it to conclusion, but what motivated me all along was to, in fact, to see them happy, to see, to, to have this thing and, and, and to create, create value. Right. Um, so I, I feel like every one of us has this, uh, you know, I uh, think so. uh, this, this, you know, we do things because we want to see you know, people we care about happy. We want to see us happy. We want, you know, we want to see uh, beautiful things be created. Um, you know, so so there there is these drives that we want to tap into. Uh, but if your predominant thought process is always, uh, you know, how does this make me money, right? Uh, uh, you know, or how can I make money, right? And you're not thinking in terms of value. Right, you're at that point. You're well, maybe you are. But no, but I, I totally agree with you. So then, why doesn't communism work? Uh, well, because uh, in a sense, uh, you know, not everyone is going to have that attitude. Uh, there are people who are going to completely, you know, just uh, take advantage of the situation and not really do anything and just sort of um, not. Um, you know, just sit there and, and take the take up the resources that other people are contributing. So, so you, you, if you have a situation where things are just handed to you, right? Um, but this is this is the basic argument against like universal basic income. But I've seen the opposite in terms of like studies and stuff. And like, have you heard of Give Directly, the charity? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about. We that. talked yeah. about it. So Give Directly gives money no strings attached to people in developing developing countries in mm. extremely poor yeah. areas mm -hmm. and people some people say well aren't they just going to spend it on things that aren't good for them but all all the the study showed that they spend it on things to make them better right right so what i'm trying to say though with all of this is that once your mind is free of having to you know, like 99% of the time, think about, uh, you know, meeting your basic needs, then you can, you are free to, uh, to do those things. 
Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, right, if you have uh, a situation where 100% of the time all of your needs are met and all of them are met, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like there are different classes of needs. Obviously, healthcare is not the same as having Amazon Prime or <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, so I'm not advocating for giving people free Netflix or free. Uh, free uh, Amazon Prime or you know luxury kind of stuff. I'm talking about you know the basic stuff that you you would need to uh, not have to worry uh, so much about survival and basic stuff, right? Um, that's all. I'm not I'm not talking about you know luxuries. You want to you want to have some uh, luxuries, then you know you work a little harder or try to make things. Uh, you know what I mean uh, with that uh, angle. So. Yeah, I guess where I was going with this is like I'm trying to think of this like potential world where mm-hmm. everyone is equal in terms of what they get. Okay. So we call it communism. Mm-hmm. And you were saying the main issue with it is some people might like uh, just take advantage and not mm-hmm. contribute. But to your earlier point, don't mm-hmm. you think that most people, most people, even if they're getting a certain amount portion for them for free, don't they still want to help people and contribute value to the community? Yeah, I'd say right? I'd say it depends on the attitude of the person and it is it's it's hard to determine. I mean like some people will and some people won't. And I don't know if it has to do with um, you know I just know one thing. I know that people who are born with sort of like a silver spoon, you know, their ass, don't end up. The kids that grow up in that in that uh, in that environment don't end up having a whole lot of motivation to to sustain, uh, you know, the success of their parents, for example, right? or to do the those things or have respect for the work and the value and the money, right? That the you know because they take on the attitude that the world owes them that, right? And they don't understand where the value is actually originating, right? So, so, my, so I'd say that you know that could be a potential problem when you're just handing things uh, to people without yeah. a, um, you know what I mean, any limits to it, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, futuristically speaking, right? If you were to talk about, you know, for example, an island where you know you have uh, fifty thousand people, right, and all the technology. And uh, all the basic needs and beyond can be met with yeah. no problems, yeah. right? Because you have AI and you have robots and all this yeah. stuff producing all these things. Well, then you don't have a problem. Right. You don't really have the problem because we There's don't really no worry about resources yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. So you can sit all you want, you know, play guitar or not play guitar. Or, but uh, even, even in a world with limited resource, even if you're on this island, there's mm-hmm. 50,000 people... There's limited resources. Couldn't you give everyone the same amount of money and they can choose to spend it in different ways? So maybe me and you're on the island and I really like certain foods and you like other foods and we each spend our money to get different foods. Mm-hmm. And maybe I like um, certain types of entertainment like going to like maybe there's a sporting event on this on this island, but you're more into like concerts. Mm-hmm. 
Like, can't we still, even if we have the same amount of money, we could spend it in different ways based on our own needs? Sure. I mean, uh, under those circumstances, if the resources are uh, all available. But now think about this. Um, I mean, concerts are usually played by the people who love music, right? Yeah. Love music. So they're putting uh, music out because they love it, but they also are incentivized by a massive amount of money right. that they'll create right. from the sale of the tickets. Same right. with the games. Right. Um, um, you know, you remove some, some of these incentives. Are the people going to be creating the content and putting Yeah, that's the, the question. That's the question. Um, so, so we don't really know, uh, you know. Um, it's, it's an interesting question, though. It's an interesting question. If you remove these types of incentives, will you know people push harder? You know, right? Uh, I think motivation is an important thing, though. Right? No, I agree. Um, but I just know. I mean, like I know what motivated me to create that theorem, and it was a success, and and it felt great, you know. And, and I felt like, well, if I could handle all my projects sort of with the same heart. Uh, uh, that would be great, you know. Um, so, so uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people out there have that attitude, right? But we, we are very busy, um, basically trying to make money from things, <laughs> right? Doing what we're good at, right? Hopefully, well, let's, uh, learning about the your sugar gliders that was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Well, awesome conversation, but that that was cool. I hope every, if anyone's listening, I hope they search up sugar gliders so, and see how cute they are. That's yeah, yeah. Crazy sugar to gliders be. are super cute. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Conrad. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for having me. No problem. Great show. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.